Yesterday, we saw 3.7 million people in France marching and assembling to defy terrorism. At least 3.7 million people, including world leaders. The ambassador to France from the United States was there. And we'll talk about that. But these people marched in anti-terrorism rallies in the beautiful city of Paris, my favorite city, and elsewhere throughout the country of France yesterday. The massive gathering in the nation's capital is being called the largest in the history of the nation of France. The day was emotional. The day was peaceful. And the day was a gesture of unity just days after terrorists slaughtered 17 people. World leaders joined the French President François Hollande, including British Prime Minister David Cameron, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, Spanish Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy, and the day also brought together an unlikely duo, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. A photographer captured Merkel leaning her head gently on Hollande's shoulder. The rally began with a march through the streets of Paris. A massive group of people stayed into the night. And among them was Dalil Boubacar. He is the rector of the Great Mosque of Paris. He is president of the French Council of the Muslim Faith. One man in the crowd said the French people must not give in to fear. Terrorists, he said, will not win. Others carried signs that echoed the now-famous phrase that honored the slain journalist at the magazine Charlie Hebdo, Je suis Charlie. Zineb El-Razoui is a journalist at the magazine. He talked about the magazine's financial struggles. He talked about the difficulty of working under such constraints financially, but also such threats. Quote, I am very happy for all this help, but for us, it was a heavy price to pay, and it is too much. It took 12 deaths for us to finally be a little bit understood after we have been hated and booed by everybody. Now, for the guards and police officers who lost their lives in last week's attacks in France, there were signs reading, we are all cops. For Muslims in France who want to convey that the ideology embraced by the Muslim gunmen does not represent those of the whole faith, signs read, we are all Muslims. And for everyone, no matter their race, class, or ethnic background, there were signs that said, we are all French, that were held up with great pride. This brought an end to a very traumatic and very bloody week in France. The brothers Sharif and Saeed Kouachi, the gunmen of the massacre at Charlie Hebdo offices, killed Friday after one of two violent standoffs. Twelve people slain at the satirical magazine offices on Wednesday and another standoff, Amadi Koulibaly, suspected in the death of a Shooting of a police officer killed by security forces also on Friday after he shot and killed four hostages during a siege at that kosher market in a Jewish area of Paris. French law enforcement officers were told to remove their social media presence and now carried their weapons at all times. Because terror sleeper cells have been activated over the past 24 hours in the country, according to French police sources who attended a briefing, and they told a terror analyst, Samuel Laurent from CNN, that this is the new security in France. Koulibaly actually made several phone calls about targeting police officers in France, according to sources. There's even a video that has now surfaced showing Koulibaly pledging allegiance to ISIS and to their leader, Abu Bakal al-Baghdadi, in being 
shared on jihadist websites. Interestingly enough, ISIS and al-Qaeda are in their own war, competitive war against each other. Brian Hale, who is a spokesman for the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, also told CNN yesterday that the U.S. intelligence community is aware of the video and is reviewing it to determine its authenticity. Now, some of us say, who cares? Or as Hillary famously said, and angered and hated by many for saying, what does that matter? What does the video of a terrorist matter? I'm not trying to dog the French, their police, or anybody, but we need to wake up to a reality. We're good as a nation here. France is good as a nation overseas. And many countries are great at coming together and standing together and marching among millions with T-shirts and banners printed, Je suis Charlie, or American flags, or French flags, or unity, and singing Kumbaya, and the world leaders get together. And we're great at dogging our own administration for not having somebody higher up there than the French ambassador. I agree. If the president couldn't go, Joe Biden or certainly Secretary of State John Kerry, who's going this Thursday, should have been there. But those are the doilies under the huge bloody cake in the room on the table, folks. Those are sprinkles on it. When you have a 16-layer layer cake, the big piece of cake, the problem are the terrorists and the attacks and the lack of prevention with the amount of knowledge that we have. There were calls to police threatening from Amadi Koulibaly. What happened? Before 9-11, we knew of some threats. Letters sent in Arabic transcribed on September 12th. The French, the Americans, and the Yemen all knew that one of the Kouachi brothers had trained in Yemen. One of the Kouachi brothers served 18 months for terrorism. And we had knowledge of one of the Sarnayev brothers traveling, FBI watching him. We're watching these people. And quite frankly, the NSA here in this country is overstepping its bounds with regard to our privacy. But what, they, are they really thwarting any attacks? Even according to the president, and when, and when an investigation was done, there really weren't many or significant attacks, if any, being thwarted. Prevention is key. Don't smoke, you won't get lung cancer, most likely. Don't overeat and sit and be sedentary and you won't be fat, most likely. After the fact, it is great that we have rallies. After the fact, it is wonderful that we come together as nations and we come together as the world against terrorists. But what the hell good is it if we can't prevent the next attack because we haven't been able to prevent the last ones? 9-11, Boston Marathon, attack at Charlie Hebdo in France, and so many others. And more threats. More threats persisted yesterday. Threats against people outside of France, particularly against journalists. The offices of the Belgian newspaper Le Soir were evacuated after members of the newsroom received an anonymous phone call of a bomb threat. 
According to the newspaper, police locked down the street where the paper operates. Officials in New York City at the police department responded to a threat from ISIS after someone re-released a September 2014 message that tells followers to, quote, rise up and kill intelligence officers, police officers, soldiers, and civilians, specifically naming the U.S., France, Australia, and Canada as targets. And why uh, New York Police Department employees told to remain alert and consider tactics at all times while on patrol, especially in light of the attacks in France last week in an internal memo. And the FBI and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security issued a similar bulletin to law enforcement. Both notices make clear that the threat is consistent with previous threats ISIS and others, including al-Qaeda, have made. Now, as investigators worked leads, there were a sea of demonstrators in Paris who broke into song, held hands, cheered, and passionately denounced violence. There was an imam and a number of Muslims in a crowd. A young Muslim French woman held a sign that said, I am a Jew. She told CNN's uh, Frederick Pleitgen that she was horrified to heal over the killings and the killers do not live according to the Islamic principles. She's been tar. She said, quote, our religion is a religion of love. Our religion loves Jews, loves Christians. We are not terrorists. One Muslim man sat, sang, uh, said with his voice rising. He lifted his arm and gestured to many people around him who came to denounce violence. We were all Muslim. French officials announced exceptional measures to protect the throngs gathered near the Place de la République in central Paris and uh, a who's who of foreign leaders at the rally. Um, a test of the security forces of France, that nation rocked by days of terrorist violence. And after the rally, the President Hollande arrived to huge applause, a cheering crowd at the Synagogue de la Victoire to show support for France's Jews. He was also joined by Netanyahu. The targeting of the kosher grocery store shook the nation's Jewish communities, and amid heightened security concerns, the synagogue closed Saturday for the first time since World War II. On Sunday, yesterday, Jerusalem of Gold, a popular song Naomi Shemer sang, became an anthem during the Six-Day War in 1967, and they played it in the place of worship. And there were world leaders there, but no President Obama, no Joe Biden, no Secretary of State John Kerry. Well, asked at the press conference in Washington in the briefing room this morning about this, this is what our president spokesperson had to say about that. Some have asked whether or not the United States should have sent someone with a higher profile than the ambassador to France. Uh, and I think it's fair to say that we should have sent someone with a higher profile uh, to, to be there. Uh, that said, there is no doubt uh, that the American people and this administration stand four square behind our allies in France uh, as they face down this threat. And that was evident throughout last week when you saw that the president's top counterterrorism advisor here at the White House was in touch with her French, French counterpart minutes after this, uh, the report to this terror attack uh, first emerged. Uh, you saw later in the day that the president of the United States telephoned President Hollande to not just express his condolences on behalf of the American people to the people of France, but also to pledge any needed uh, cooperation and assistance uh, to conduct the investigation and to bring to justice those who are responsible uh, for those terror attacks. Had the circumstances be a little bit, been a little bit different, I think the president himself would have liked to have had the opportunity to be there. Uh, the, the, well, uh, well, the fact is that this is uh, uh, obviously uh, a march that uh, the planning for which only began on Friday night, uh, and 36 hours later it had uh, begun. Uh, the, what's also clear is that the security requirements around a presidential-level visit or even a vice-presidential-level visit uh, are onerous and significant. And... Uh, in a situation like this, they typically have uh, a pretty significant impact on the other uh, citizens who are trying to participate in a large uh, public event like this. We talk about this a lot when it comes to, uh, you know, the president attending a, uh, a basketball game. 
Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, there were not just thousands of people at the event. There were millions. Uh, there, it wasn't just a, an arena that needed to be secured, uh, but a large outdoor area that poses significant uh, security challenges. Uh, I'm confident that the professionals at the Secret Service could overcome those challenges, uh, but it would have been very difficult to do so without significantly having, impacting uh, the ability of common citizens uh, to participate in this march. I get that, but many people say, how come the other world leaders? I mean, aren't the other world leaders at risk or maybe not as high a risk as President Barack Obama? That could be. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy and Talk Radio. Happy Monday. Pick up the phone and join me. One, should there have been a higher representative than the ambassador from the United States to France present at the rally yesterday? World leaders were there. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Two, do these rallies do anything other than look nice and everybody gets to hug? They don't prevent terrorism. Three, are you angry at the response by Eric Holder, our president, and the world? Sarnayev being watched. NSA invading our privacy. And Yemen, France, and the United States knowing this man, a convicted terrorist who served 18 months, trained in Yemen with al-Qaeda. What good does it do if we can't prevent future attacks. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Let's go to the calls, and we start out with Paul in Washington, line three. Paul, good afternoon and welcome. Happy Monday. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Leslie. Should there have been a higher-profile official at the protest? Well, uh, like President Obama, for instance. Um, Could President Obama have shown up at the protest in Ferguson or New York City? If he can't show up at a protest in his own country without making a uh, gigantic statement uh, that would be so controversial, why should he be expected to show up somewhere else? Uh, well, you know, uh, that's a fair question. Some people would say. I mean, I, I don't look. I don't. I don't. I don't dog uh, the administration for a lot of other things, to be honest. But this, I, I, I was very surprised. I was surprised I didn't hear an announcement of him or somebody else like Biden or Kerry going. Oh, okay. Soon. You another question, and I'm not jumping on you. I'm jumping on talk radio. Hold, hold, one, hold on, I gotta take a quick break. We're gonna no. be right back. I'm coming right back to you. Don't go All away. Right. Don't go away. Don't go away. Hang on. I can't control time, love. Paul, Washington on hold. Others on hold. Don't go away. And if you want to join us, I want to hear from you. 8886 Leslie. 888 653 7543. Your reaction to these rallies, your reaction to the lack of prevention, and what about a U.S. representative higher than the ambassador present yesterday? Should there have been? We'll be back. 8886. We are back. We are talking about the rally yesterday. What do, good does a rally do? I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. I'm Leslie Marshall. But I, but I have to say, am I the only one that is disappointed with the revelation that there were threats called into the police that the police would be attacked. We don't know more. Was the kosher market even mentioned in those police calls? In other words, I think what happens is when we get attacked, as France has been, that country in the world have our guard up, and then we let it down. And I think even our inter- our intelligence and our security let their guard down. And that's element of surprise that they write about in the art of war that is always so successful. And these terrorists are at war with all of us and our freedoms. Uh, let's go back to the calls, and we go back to Paul in Washington, line three. Paul, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, so, 
Okay, my first point was I don't think Obama was necessarily or a high-profile administrative administration official should necessarily be expected to be there if they couldn't really show up at protests in this country without making a splash on one side of the political spectrum or another. And I wonder how we would feel about other world leaders showing up in this country in our, at our protests. Well, I don't be- know. I, I mean, I, th- I think he was invited. I mean, you know, so there's okay. a big difference. I mean, if, if President Obama or whatever world leader, whatever president here invited other world leaders, then, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, kind of a, a snub if you're invited uh, and don't go. Well, okay. Uh, let, me, let me ask you a question here, because I, I want to move on from this. Uh, you know, I know terrorism is bad and murder is wrong, and this, this uh, publication, it's all subjective. Let's move on from there. Nobody in talk radio seems to be willing but we do all the time in talk radio make sub, to make subjective a subjective evaluation a critique of this Charlie Hebdo publication as to whether it's even any good. And I know, oh, it's subjective, yes, but I myself have a hard time envisioning Mohammedan pornographic sexual positions or as remember the, um, the, the, the painting of Jesus in a vat of urine or Moses with a burning bush up his ass. I have a hard time thinking that I'd be looking at that and going, oh, controversial, that's quite very well done. You know, so I think there's a place, and I've already heard people on the, on the far right, for instance, there's a guy who lives down there by the name of Ben Shapiro, he's a right winger, he lives in your neighborhood. Uh, pretends to do a local talk show here in Seattle, but we know. I know not. who he is. I think yeah. I've, I've debated Ben on Fox. I he, he said that the, the, the pictures of Muhammad were okay, but the ones about Jesus and Moses were not bad because Islam is a crappy religion anyway. What? <laughs> okay. Now, let me. This is a subjective thing, but let me ask you a question. You know what a crush video is? A uh, crush video? A crush video is a video in which a scantily lingerie-clad or bikini-clad woman in uh, stiletto heels crushes to death a little kitten or a puppy or a rabbit or some little animal for the sexual jollies of some pervert who'd like to watch it. And the Supreme Court, two years ago, our Supreme Court upheld that as free speech that is not subject to local estate animal cruelty laws because the, the First Amendment supersedes those laws in this case. Now, if you happen to be some jerk who's sitting around in your backyard with uh, your pack of Marlboros in your case of uh, Bud Light and you're putting firecrackers up a cat's butt, yeah, you can be arrested for that, but not if you're making porn videos that kill animals, okay? That's free speech. Now, if some animal rights activist had come into the, one of the places where they make these and shot everybody, well, we'd be going, oh, we, we may not agree with them. We certainly protect your right to make such things. And, and you see what I mean? I do. My producers want to know what you're watching and also what you're smoking. But they want to know what you're watching. Actually, they said they wouldn't have heard of this had you not mentioned no, it. No, I'm a huge animal rights person, so I'm disgusted. I did not know about this, to be honest. We well, all are animal rights people, but my executive States. producer, Mark, may be even more than me. The Supreme Court of the United States in 2012 ruled that these videos were constitute free speech. Okay, so does everybody have the same, now that you've heard about these things, does everybody have the same, uh, before you've even looked at Charlie Hebdo, have you ever, have you have, do you have the same support for free speech all the time? Okay, so it's time to move on from, yeah, terrorism is bad. Wait, 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 you can't, you can't pick and choose the, fir- the First Amendment, whether you like it or not. There, there are many things that offend me that happen. We're not. We're not. 
we're not picking and choosing the First Amendment. But well, you just said, do you think freedom of speech is a good thing all the time? No, no, no. I, I meant that do you do not that you just support it, but do you uh, let's say. Uh, you can't. Can we not say, uh, for instance, I haven't seen Charlie Hebdo, but I'm going to put it out there to be the first one. Actually, not the first one. I somehow I joined some weirdo by the name of uh, William Donahue, who's the only other guy in the radio who seems to agree with me that you can say Charlie Hebdo is a crap publication. Okay, it's crap. But I think I think the reason that people don't want to, like you and your buddy William, uh, want to say uh, <laughs> I want to say that is because. The graves are still warm of 12 people who were murdered and massacred there last I understand week. that. I understand that if you were to say and, that, and wait, it's subjective. So you and William may think it's crap, but a lot of other people don't. One, two, we are American. Well, Leslie, wait, 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 wait. Okay. We are American, okay? And I, I live in Los Angeles, not far from Hollywood. I have a lot of friends that are acting in the entertainment business. Right. And actors or comics. And let me tell you something. When comedians play overseas to a French audience or a British audience, they don't laugh at the jokes we do, and we don't laugh at theirs. And I say that because Charlie Hebdo is probably appreciated by the French in their form of satire more by them than us and their um, you know, local audience. Let, let me tell you something. Sure. There are people out there that love Breitbart.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, <that's laughs> you know, true. I don't. Right. Okay. Don't so it's it, again, yes, it's very subjective. Right. So you think it's a piece, you think it's a piece of crap. And I, I think there are many Americans, not only they wouldn't understand it because they don't speak French, uh, but you know, there are many Americans who may not like it. If you don't like satire, if you're not heavily into politics, and if you're not French, I don't believe that you're going to come at it from uh, uh, the same perspective as the French audience that that currently uh, subscribes to it. They have had some controversial cartoons as well. I know um, when women from the sex trade, um, sex workers who uh, were in human trafficking and were returned to their country, some of them were put on public assistance temporarily, and Charlie Hebdo uh, was in a lot of hot water because they depicted them on the cover of one of their issues as welfare queens. So it's, oh, oh, you know. Okay, but let, let me finish it this way because. Wait, wait, wait. Let me add one more thing. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern. He's on Sirius now. People pay. Used to be on, you know, terrestrial radio. Yeah. He is, you know, I think he's a, you know, entertainer. I enjoyed him sometimes when he was on radio. However,. There are sometimes I think he did disgusting things, like when a kid died and he, you know, was talking about how ugly the kid was. Just a, a horrific thing, murdered child, right, right. and as the father of children. When Selena died, the singer who was loved by so much of the Mexican American community uh, here in the United States, and you know, he he just was nasty, you know, about her death. Yet there are many people that you know won't admit that they're in their car laughing to these types of I feel very. Um, vulgar, if you will, and cruel, um, you know, uh, attempts at humor. But then again, there are people out there that appreciate that. And a lot of people might, might say it's crap. And that's why and that's why I brought up the crush videos, because apparently there are some people who appreciate that and get a charge out of that, you see. So, but I don't think that you would necessarily recommend Sweetheart, uh, the they, fact that on infomercials late at night they sell more crap and somebody out there is buying it is proof that we all have very different tastes from one another. Well, look at it this way. We, can, we look at movie reviews, book reviews all the time. We make subjective evaluations of this kind of thing all the time. 
But now that there's, because it's a murder, it sounds like you can't make a subjective evaluation. Yeah, but I think you're, miss, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. I don't no, think no, people, no, no, I, wait, 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 wait. I don't think, pe- you're missing the point. The point isn't that Charlie Hebdo is great or their satire is great or their paper was great like you said. And I don't know. I haven't read it. I only seen bits and pieces. But like you said, it's it's a piece of crap. Your opinion. It's subjective. The the Shui Shali movement is is about freedom and about freedom of the press. Even if you think that press is a piece of crap. That's not me missing the point. I'm, you know, I'm that's me moving on to a different question. And I'm saying that, uh, that just because people. Uh, I get the feeling that nobody wants to make the subjective subjective evaluation or critique of it because if you did, uh, well, wait a minute. I think that many people. Uh, wait, the, the, wait, the fact. Wait, no, no. The fact that they were financially hurting, the fact that they had forty five thousand subscribers, might speak to, you know, they, you know, that the, they. The, that's not the majority of the people throughout France or even in Paris. Well. I, what I'm saying is that it seems to me that nobody's willing to make this kind of a subjective critique at this point. Because well, you if, just you, did. if you did, it would so- somehow seem to indicate if your if your evaluation is that Jarl Abdo is is lousy, is that you side with terrorism, and that's I'm separating the two. I'm not missing the point. It seems like everyone else in talk radio is missing the point. Is that you can't? You, that doesn't mean we still can't make subjective critiques. And personally, I hate. I, I don't think anybody. I know that I'm not. I don't disagree with you whether whether or not we can critique this paper. But I think right. timing. There's a responsible timing, and I think there's an appropriate, uh, you know, timing to do so. Lastly, lastly, wait a minute. That's what the right wingers say when somebody shoots up a school. They say, "Oh, this isn't the." Time to talk about guns when everyone... No, I disagree. If somebody shoots up the school, it's time to talk about guns. I'm sorry. You know, guns kill... Wait, guns get... Charlie Hebdo is not... Charlie Hebdo is literally... They're not, and their publication and their satire is not killing anybody. Now, somebody might say what they did led to their own deaths by these radicals, these murderers, these terrorists. Absolutely. However, however, guns kill people. If I walk into a school with a copy of Charlie Hebdo in one hand and an AK-47 in the other, the AK-47 can take human life. Charlie Hebdo cannot. Apples and oranges. Well, I don't, that's your opinion. See how subjective it is? Well, I don't think, no. I don't think that. You, right you're, you're, saying, you're saying that you can, you know, you, okay, I'll meet you outside. I'll have a gun. You have a newspaper. I'm going to win. Leslie, I guess you're missing this, is that when you debate right-wingers, don't you guys, don't you know that you're, you're debating... You're, you're debating subjective things. That's why it's a debate. I debate right wing. I debate right wingers every day on this radio show, and that. and and every week on national television. I know. I know, I know how to debate, and I know what I get from right wingers. This to me, this is not a left or right wing issue. I don't. I don't think it is either. And that's why I'm saying that people on both sides can critique can critique it. And if it well, you to- you yeah, but some choose not to do so because that is not to to me. No offense to you. And I appreciate your opinion, and I and I appreciate you can think outside of the box. But to me, the issue is, it's not uh, even about Charlie Hebdo. It's not even about freedom. It's not even about what you said. The issue is, we have so much knowledge about these terrorists and their activities, but we're not preventing any of the attacks. That, to me, is the issue. Leslie, there's not just one issue. It's not the issue. There are issues. Right, but there is a hierarchy and a pecking order and a one through ten, and I would put mine at number one, and I would not put yours at number one. Well, Okay. I'm just saying there's other things, as they say, I'm just saying there are other things to think about. And I if, I were to say, if I were to say that this magazine is lousy, it would not necessarily mean that I'm supporting 
what terrorists, the murder that, that these terrorists propagated. You see what I mean? I, I hear you, and I don't think you are. And has anybody said that to you? <laughs> I mean, have you... I, I, you know, I haven't been hearing this. I haven't been, you know, hearing people saying, "Well, if you didn't like what they wrote, you know, you're siding with the terrorists." But I, I understand. You're like saying, "I don't want to be Jay Sweet Charlie." Many people agree with that. And we're back on Wednesday morning. Welcome, welcome back. Let's get back to the calls and let's start it out with Don in Lake Roncon. Is it Roncon, New York, Line Five? Hi, La- hi, Don. How you doing? Hey, Leslie. It's Ron Conkin, New York. It's uh, right smack in the middle of a. Uh... Long Island, New York. Oh, okay, Don. Thank you. I thought I knew everything about New York and Long Island. I certainly have lived there, and I, I, know, I know the area, the city I have. Uh, what, what's your take on this? Well, I, uh, Leslie, I was responding to uh, your tweet. I was uh, on your Twitter feed that the 3.7 million people who marched in France showed they are united for free speech, but are they united against the enemy and not peaceful, uh, peaceful Muslims? And uh, I, I just think that it's just a snapshot snapshot of the day um unless real action is applied i mean i'm all for the solidarity i'm i'm all for it but unless there's some serious action against those islamofascists it's 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 meaningless it's 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 almost like the earth day demonstrations you know earth day uh, gatherings most of those people are slobs i mean it's nice that they gather to celebrate the earth but when they leave the place, they're a slobs, uh, almost like the occupied Wall Street too. Some well, of the, no, no, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, and, it's, uh, it, no, it's a, no, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very, very good point. It's like we all love each other, you yeah. know. We do it here in this country, and then two minutes later, somebody's dropping the N word. And, um, and, and when the cameras are gone, when they're, you know, and, and it's nice to see it on the Drudge Report, and it's nice to see it in the papers, but after the picture's gone, everybody's dissipated. Now what? Well, not only that, what, you know what? It's wonderful that we have this rally, but really it isn't because the reason we have the rally is there was no prevention of this attack, which I believe could have been prevented because they were watching one of these brothers who served 18 months in prison because this guy, they were both on no-fly lists. There were three countries aware yeah. of his travels to Yemen and his association yeah. with al-Qaeda. Yeah. And it's got to be especially scary for everybody. I mean, I love talk radio. And it must be especially harrowing for people like yourself who do give their opinions you know um you know well i I honestly everybody i i get death threats all the time and it's usually not from you know radical uh jihadists um i did have i did have a threatening thing um when was it was it after the marathon? I don't know. It was sometime, and you know, but who who knows? You never, you never, you never, can, yeah. You never. Can I know. Talk. I have other friends in talk radio, and uh, yeah, and they also have the same. Uh, yeah, it, it's part. Of, it's part. It's part of the job. I'm. I'm not egging buddy anybody on. I have right. in my studio behind me the talk radio poster, and you know, we know what happened to that. Uh, talk show host. He uh, was in Denver, Colorado. He did, as a Jew, uh, egg on, um, you know, anti-Semites, and they killed him. Um, so I don't, I don't believe in egging on people that really want to harm me or my, you know, family. Um, but right. I, uh, I am not. Um, I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm not egging on by saying this. I'm not afraid to die. I believe the day and the, t- the day, the time, and the way is already predetermined, and there's not much oh. I can do about it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for taking my call. Thank you. Call me again. I will. All right. And I can tell Don's from Long Island with that accent now. Uh, Roberts and Callie uh, on line one. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, you know, I've been around uh, a while, and uh, I have no uh, 
preconceived ideas about how right this uh, action is. Obviously, it's killing people over free speech. But in this country, I've seen the worst things happen to people who say one thing uh, about blacks or there's a black TV show, Amos and Andy, can't watch them anymore. Uh, Song of the South, can't see that anymore. Things that offend races, um, it's a more violent world, and these people are not doing things the way they should, but I've seen men lose their jobs and lose their health over being saying one N-word or something even close to that in this country. Am I right on that? I uh, Actually, I do think you're accurate, correct. So, like I say, I, I understand where the Muslim, you know, the depiction, depiction of Allah being made fun of and things, but we've done things in this country to curb our behavior towards the blacks and uh, you know we, we, we so so in other our... words you don't think you don't think we are truly free we have these freedoms but the freedoms are masked in what you know many conservatives feel we have too much of which is political correctness that's exactly right all right well i may oh, not agree I... with you 100 percent, but i i get your point i appreciate that call me again would you uh robert we may not always agree but um, you have the freedom, <laughs> so do I, to disagree with each other. Uh, let's go to Michael in the Bronx. Quickly, Michael, on line four, last but not least in this hour. Hi, Leslie. You know, I was not aware that there was threats against the police, which I never condoned, period. And it makes me even feel even better. I'm kind of glad President Obama or Joe Biden were not over there. And it's only because of the hateful rhetoric that goes on right here in this nation. I mean, it they they are, you know, persecuting them for not being there. But then if they were there, then it would persecute them anyway. It's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. And I'm sorry, I got to say this, I cannot forget how much death threats have been labeled against our president, all this other hateful rhetoric. It's like, you know, heaven forbid he went out there and something happened, you know, and it's like, you know, the right well, actually, you agree with the guy who just emailed me saying it would be taking a high risk and it would be low reward for such a gamble to risk the president of the United States being shot in Paris, you know, after such attacks. Pretty, pretty so much, he agrees with you. Much. Yes, yes. I love our president. I want anything happening to him, but there are a lot of right wingers with hateful rhetoric just because of the color of his skin or whatever and or whatever other um, unfactual you know, reasons there are. The thing is that they, they think they have free speech and they can say whatever the hell they want and not be held accountable. All right, and Michael, we are want- out of time, but I appreciate it. Mark and Andrew, my great crew, thank you. And America, thank all of you. This podcast is sponsored by Oasis, a paychecks company. Oasis provides small and medium-sized businesses with an all-in-one solution to simplify back-office complexities like payroll, benefits, HR, and compliance. Let Oasis take care of the HR administration so you can focus on growth, your customers, and continue to run your business fearlessly. Learn more at oasisadvantage.com slash podcast.